Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. Crypto and NFT, it has a vast future in sports. What we've always seen is there's a crossover between sports enthusiasts and cryptocurrency enthusiasts. So early on, we were adopt of bringing those two networks together. That's Steve Ehrlich, CEO of Voyager, whose company is helping sports brands go to the moon. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Forward thinkers like Mark Cuban and Vivek Ranadive started allowing crypto purchases to begin with their respective NBA teams before it's become commonplace. But we are still in the educational phase of the decentralized revolution and how brands can actually leverage it. Our guest this week is the CEO of Voyager, Steve Ehrlich, whose company is in cryptocurrency and sports partnerships. They recently announced a new international partnership with the Dallas Mavericks, and even more recently, one with the Women's Professional Soccer League, the NWSL. Hey, Steve, how are you? today. Thanks for having me. Before we get into the partnerships themselves, uh, let's get into Voyager. What do you guys do? Voyager is a cryptocurrency platform that allows retail users to buy and sell over 70 different cryptocurrencies, but also allows them to earn rewards by just holding cryptocurrencies on the platform. Uh, up to about 12% uh, rewards on an annual basis for different currencies. So in addition, uh, we're soon to come out with a debit card so people can actually use our platform and replace their banks uh, all through digital currencies. Okay, so tell me about rewards. What does that mean when you say you can earn rewards? Yeah, so with the reward program, uh, by just holding assets on the platform like Bitcoin, you actually earn up to 4.75% on an annual basis as your reward for just holding the, the assets on our platform. Uh, the most popular one outside of Bitcoin for us uh, is USDC, which is a dollar stable coin, which has zero volatility to it and is always pegged to the dollar. And you can earn up to 9% as an annual reward. So think about that as compared to keeping dollars in the bank where you earn zero. You can actually hold a digital dollar with us and earn a 9% annual reward for doing so. And you get that paid out monthly. Steve, what's your background? How did you, how'd you get this deep into cryptocurrency? Uh, I've been, as what I tend to tell people is I'm the gray hair in the cryptocurrency space. I've been in the capital markets now for 28 years. I got my start in the capital markets after seven years in public accounting. Uh, with a, an institutional brokerage firm that we sold to E-Trade. So I was one of the early uh, early employees of E-Trade and helped build the entire infrastructure uh, for E-Trade on the brokerage side. 
And after that time, I built my own online broker. And after that, I got introduced to cryptocurrency somewhere around 2016, 2017, got introduced to cryptocurrency and really saw this as an opportunity to replace existing infrastructure and some forms of cash in the future. So, you know, it's something that I've been a part of now for four or five years. Yeah. Uh, and the more I learn and the more I delve in and the more things that I pick up in conversations, the more I'm actually super excited about the future and the future of digital assets. Okay. Um, let me ask the broad question of um, just value of these items at this point. Um, how do you yep. kind of answer the question of what are these worth? And I know that that is a very broad, wide ranging question. It's actually one of the best questions because Everybody looks at the digital assets as what's the value of each coin and is it a currency? But I recently did, and you mentioned the Mavericks, I recently did an investor, a, a presentation to the Mavericks staff about cryptocurrencies. And I made a correlation back to, I think it was around 1998 when Oracle uh, ran a Super Bowl commercial and talked about the infrastructure that they were building for the internet. Now, fast forward to today, 25 years later, give or take, many of the coins are represent a piece of a network that's going to be the infrastructure for the next 20 years. So instead of holding equities and shares of Oracle, you hold a piece of the, of the currency that's going to power future networks of commerce. And that's the way to look at it. It's a lot different than just thinking about it as currency per se and it replacing a dollar, but it's the future piping and infrastructure, you know, of the next 20 years. Mm. Okay. Um, how did this end up getting sports partnerships? Well, first, uh, you know, we took a page out of a lot of the things we did uh, at my prior time at E-Trade. Uh, my CMO, my chief marketing officer, Pam Kramer, uh, we worked together at E-Trade, and we always understood the value of building our brand through a broader network than just going, you know, digital ads and direct to consumers. And so we saw an opportunity and we were the very first in the digital asset space to start with sport, uh, sport partnerships. When we brought Matt Barkley, uh, the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills at that time in 2018 to be an advisor and an influencer for us, even before our platform was up and running. But we've always seen that there's a crossover between sports enthusiasts and cryptocurrency enthusiasts. So early on, we were adopted of bringing those two networks together so that we can build our brands to a wider audience. What did you see there? That they are collectors, that they are investors in the brand? How did you kind of correlate the two? You know, I think there's, there's such a connection between interest and, you know, when you look at cryptocurrency, the volatility of looking at it and it's always moving you know, 24-7, 365, is very much like a sports enthusiast who's always following their team or their <laughs> player. And they're constantly looking like, okay, what's going on with LeBron James today? What can I see? You know, LeBron James has 50 million Twitter followers, so people are interested in what he said. So it's the same correlation when you think about it. The interest is like, okay, Bitcoin's moving today. I wanna to see what Bitcoin's doing. And on average, the users of our platform Look at the price of somewhere between eight and 12 times a day. So I saw that correlation real early about people who are excited about 
you know, their sports teams or players, because we know today there are a lot of fans of, say, the NBA that really follow players and not necessarily teams. But we saw that connection and started to bring that together, you know, almost four years ago. So you're saying volatility is a good thing. That that is engagement. Volatility equals engagement. Volatility does equal engagement. You think about it uh, from some of the other, you know, sports avenues, you know, uh, sports betting is obviously something about volatility and engagement. But we've always seen that the volatility in the crypto market is extremely engaging. The same way volatility in the equities markets, the traditional financial markets, is engaging. When the markets are moving, people want to know more. And that comes from our background of being at E-Trade in the early, early days of E-Trade and understanding uh, consumer mentality and what their, you know, and their behaviors and bringing it into the crypto world. So let me ask this then, as someone who's P1 sports fan, follows my teams, does exactly what you say, collects things that are involved with them, want to be associated with the brand. And I totally get the instant gratification part of that whole thing of watching the games and seeing the scores and all of that type of stuff. But in this particular case, we are talking about something that I would like to think has a long-term return attached to it. You agree with that? That's true. I think that's, that's definitely a differentiator from cryptocurrencies to uh, maybe buying LeBron's jersey. Right. So, so how do you kind of think through that part of it in the, okay, we know that sports fans love to engage with all of this stuff. We have we have a perfect type of model with volatility that's happening. But in the end, um, you know, I, th- I think we do want to see the pot of gold, whatever that looks like at the end of the line, as opposed to whatever the score of the game is going to be that week. That's where we couple the interest with the trading and with the rewards. When you bring all three together, you can go buy Bitcoin. You might watch it multiple times during the day, see what the price is. It goes up 10%. You know, maybe it goes down a few percent. Uh, but you're also earning those rewards. So you're earning 4.75% on that Bitcoin on an annual basis, like I said, paid out monthly. So you're starting to help people create wealth through a new financial system and infrastructure that they never had before. And so when you bring up like, okay, so how does it help me in the future? Here's how you can hold the Bitcoin and get rewards on it. You can hold the dollar stable coin and earn rewards on it. Again, comparing back to the traditional banking system where you get like 0% for holding your cash with a bank. And if you're in Europe, you know, they take money from you, right? It's negative interest rate. The, you know, you get to earn and start creating wealth through something that's engaging and something that you're excited about and truly believe is the future. All right. So um, let's talk about the Mavericks here for a moment. I I think they're obviously a really good example of a very forward thinking franchise. Um, Mark Cuban has been clearly out there and pumping cryptocurrency as the future. They are willing to accept cryptocurrencies for purchase of tickets, things like that. I think we're all seeing digital passports becoming the norm for ticketing and all sorts of memorabilia. Um, tell me a little bit about how you see the partnership with the Mavericks. You know, we're really you know, excited about it. The first time I spoke to Mark, we probably spoke for an hour and a half uh, about all things crypto. Uh, as you said, he's an enthusiast. He believes in the infrastructure. Remember, he was the one that built at broadcast.com, the first one to bring a voice, internet voice to sporting events. So he knows something about, you know, seeing the, the future and the vision. And so he gets it with crypto and everything I talked about on the infrastructure, he saw it. So our opportunity with Mark and the math 
was to make more people aware and bring them into understanding what the future is. A very key component of that partnership, and we call it an integrated partnership with them, is education to not just the Mavs players, the staff, the, the, the support you know, team of the Mavs, but to the community and the community in Dallas and in Texas, which is really adopting crypto very fast in that area. So we felt that working with, with someone who is outspoken about crypto, is an enthusiast, does have his organization accept payment, and bringing our pipes, our platform, our education to that community was, a, was just a natural. And that's how we brought it together. Um, okay. I saw one other recent partnership that I'd mentioned you have with the Women's Professional Soccer League, uh, the NWSL. What does that look like? The same thing. When we look at partnerships, we look at it as an integrated partnership where we're working together with that team of league individual and educating you know others about digital assets. And we saw an opportunity to work with the NWSL first and foremost. These are some of the greatest athletes in the world that play in that league. And every four years, all our TVs are tuned to watching uh, the women's national team, you know, win gold at the World Cup. That's what, you know, we're excited about that as a country, uh, as a fan base. And so we saw an opportunity to educate, you know, the NWSL players again, the league, the staff, the fans, all at the same time by a significant portion of our our partnership dollars is going back to the players to help them secure their financial future and we can educate them again on how you know on some of the things that crypto brings and digital asset brings so we can help them in building their financial future so the partnership with the players as well as the league was extremely important to us okay last thing um and let me just go back to a broad question with you um as we kind of just circle back around to all of this with all these partnerships you had mentioned there are going to be various different programs various different coins you know quote unquote that are available that you could invest in use get rewards with um and with all the volatility in mind do you assume that there will be winners and losers, that there will be coins and currencies that will thrive and ones that will literally, maybe not in the same way we remember worthless, but will be worthless at some point? Do you, do you kind of work from that assumption as you move forward with this? I'd actually turn it around and actually say, I think there will be, there will be platforms and cryptocurrencies and digital assets that will be worth significantly more than others in the space and it's our job as educators to bring information about each of the the coins to uh, our customers and to even a broader base because we believe in just building knowledge across everybody and if they're a customer of, our, of ours that's even better but if they're they're trading somewhere else that's okay because we're building a broader ecosystem and in doing so we've actually put some partnerships together uh, that are non-sports related with tom lee uh, from Funstrat, who is on CNBC all the time, uh, and Pete and John Nigerian as well in bringing more information and research about coins to consumers so they can make an educated decision about which coins to invest in uh, and buy for the future. So there's a, the education, as you can tell, is an extremely important aspect to Voyager because there will be some that will absolutely outperform others long term, just like there was in the traditional market. Yeah. We use the other commercial, we use it as an example, is back in like 2000, pets.com 
had a Super Bowl commercial, the sock puppet, for those that remember. Yeah. And, you know, they were not a successful business a year or two later. So we try to bring more information to the consumers so they can make an educated decision. Steve Ehrlich is the CEO of Voyager. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. On the next Future Sport podcast, streaming options for low-budget programs don't have to not look professional. Streaming was considered a luxury. Uh, the higher end might would do this. Today, it's a necessity. And uh, we have seen such a change in mentality between schools, churches, even cities, radio stations have all been reaching out to us. Uh, we have almost doubled in size in 2020 and 2021 was our best year yet. That's Charlie Helms, CEO of VSN Live, who is working with high school programs nationwide to modernize their broadcast offerings. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.